Today on Across the Cavs, Dan Galinsky and Amadou Sow join me as we break down the Cleveland Cavaliers' new acquisitions. Lowry Markinen, Taco Fall, The Works. Stay tuned. This will be an exciting episode as always. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Sportsbook is not yet available in your state. There are still huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 rager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Across the Cavs. It is Sunday September 5th, we are so close to NBA action, believe it or not. So for me, six weeks from today is my fantasy basketball draft. And then two days after that, we will have actual gameplay. That's right, actual gameplay. The Cavs open the season against the Grizzlies, but we're not here to talk about that. What we're here to talk about first, we're going to have two guests I'll introduce in just a moment. Quick little run through in case you were not on Twitter 10 hours ago, uh, today in Cavs history, on September 5th, 2006, Cavs signed David Wesley. I actually met David when I was had a quick opportunity with the Pelicans in 2017. First thing he did was just start joshing me. He was a very nice guy, very funny guy, and it was very cool to be able to meet a guy that once played for the Cavs. Today in 1989, the Cavaliers and the Suns making a deal involving a future pick and a guy named... Steve Kerr, who later would say he likes playing in cold Cleveland. I believe that was the quote I saw on Google today. So happy birthday or happy anniversary to Steve Kerr. And it was 13 years ago today. The Cavs signed Lorenzo and Wright just a couple of years after this would be murdered by his partner who he had six kids with. And then regardless, it was very sad. He was a very good man. He had a real nice NBA career. It was very cool to see him in the Cavs jersey. And as noted in the picture that I chose to use, always seemed to have a big smile on his face. So RIP Lorenzen Wright, who joined the Cavs 13 years ago today. But we're here to talk about new Cavs, not old Cavs. I guess we got a little past and present introducing Dan Gilinski, Amadou Sal. Fellas, welcome aboard. What's going on? How are you, how are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? That's great. I'm doing good, too. Um week's been well had some fantasy drafts for football I can't wait for that to start up this Thursday I'm excited Dan yeah, how are you? Actually, I'm good man actually uh I'm pretty pretty excited with my first draft 
Okay. I think, I think it went pretty well. I, I would agree with mine. I got my only Brown is Baker. Last year I had Chubb, but I, I had the fifth pick. Wound up with Derrick Henry, who was the third projected player, which okay, really couldn't okay. have gone any better. Wow. So, yeah, I'm Henry at fifth. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We'll talk. We'll talk football as, as we go. Obviously, most folks that listen to Cross Cavs don't know my football preference, and I hope it stays that way because if they did, they would not listen to my Cavs preferences. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's not the Browns. To anyone that doesn't know, I'll just tell you, it's not the Browns. Yes, I tweet Browns. Yes, I support the Browns. And yes, the Browns are a direct rival of who my team is, but I still have nothing against the Browns, even though you all probably hate my team. But regardless. Yeah, I hate your team. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) You don't need to say who it is. We can uncover that another day. It's It's okay. I I actually got – I actually maybe have reached on Lamar a little bit, but I'm okay with that. Oh, oh, wait, who? Oh, oh, you got got, Jets, DB, Lamar Jackson? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. did, Did he get cut? He did actually get cut. Oh, so wow. So Dan, you're drafting free agents. Yeah. 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 I was was thinking ahead. (laughs) Yeah. But all right, guys. So speaking of drafting, the Cavs drafted a guy named Devin Mobley, and he's not who we're going to talk about just yet. The Cavaliers have acquired three new players in this offseason, none of whom have signed via free agency, I believe. I don't think I need to look this up. The Cavs are the only team to not sign any new player to a guarantee deal. But mm-hmm. Amadou, they signed a guy named Elijah, who we all call Taco, to a non-guarantee deal. What are your thoughts on that? Um, man, uh, uh, I mean, it's 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 just a cam body, honestly. Uh, Taco Fall is like a an internet troll type of thing. I don't know. I personally thought, honestly, with the signing, that maybe it was like, you know, some social media type of thing that the Cavs could do with him. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll stick around. You know, the center position is pretty crowded. But if he does, I mean, at the end of games, you know, it could be a nice, you know, standing ovation for him if he, if he gets in. Dan, taco thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've like kind of like jokingly campaigned for taco, but I think it's it could be like a, fee, like a fee replacement. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's a victory okay. cigar, but I think it could maybe be more than that. I don't know. That's, that's fair. No, I, I actually I wrote a taco article a couple of days ago, just you know trying to trying to get some calves notes out there, and I, I saw actually three reasons why I think this could be good. And tell me both if you agree. I'm that you actually already touched on one of them. The first is depth at the center spot. You know he's a big body. And you talk about having a lot of centers, Amadou. I really think all we got at the center spot are mm-hmm. Allen and Mobley. You got to have a third or fourth guy there. You never know with these things. Judging how last year went at the point yeah. guard spot, for the Cavs, you can never have too many of something. But I understand. I mean, I think they're set with rotational bigs. But I'd be cool with him. And this would be, by the way, like on a two-way contract. So it would mean that he'd still be the third big, but he, he'd get some opportunities there. The second – is the promos. I mean, Taco Tuesday, LeBron's song on House of Highlights or Bleach Reports, whoever made it. He remixed the whole family video for Taco Tuesday. I think it's one of the greatest things. And I think that there's a lot you can do with Fall on the Cavs. And as far as marketing, and the last thing is, guys, and this is less about the success of the Cavs with Taco and more about what he can actually do. I think it's positive media attention. Sexton scored 40 against the Nets, and that's the only thing he's known for 
Garland scored five less points. He had a 37-point game against the Spurs. No one ever talked about that. None of the outlets posted about that. And people want Sexton gone. Nets fans hate Sexton for one good game. So I'd be like, yo, you got this great. Like, nah, man, he messed up my bet. The Nets were going all the way in this one game in January when they just got James Harden. No, no, I think it's great media attention. I think it's just something good to say about the Cavs. We still have Kevin Love here. Ugh. But, and I think that you sign a guy like Taco, who everybody loves, he's just a big ball of joy. I, I don't even know. He's, he's, yeah, ball of joy. He also is a, one of the top, maybe the top 15 spiffiest dressers in the <laughs> NBA if you check some of his fits. I just think it's good attention because so much of the media is just set on talking smack about our team that when you can do something like this, even the haters would like it. Just, I just want to talk really quickly about his his the way he dresses. I feel like you can you could put him up a little bit more points just because of how big he is as a player. It's it's harder to find clothes, you know, for if you're seven foot five. <laughs> big and tall shots exist yeah. just for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, anything else to add about Taco before we move on to our next player? Yeah, I just think he's he's got underrated touch inside of like ten feet, um, and honestly, just. I get that, that that he's not going to be a traditional spacer in that way. I get it, but um, just just that big, humongous giant of a human could. Mm-hmm. I would I would honestly think like help movement shooters as a screener in in that way. I agree with that. And every single Tuesday, hey. I mean it's it's Taco Tuesday in Cleveland. I mean you lost yeah, Larry Nance, so you need to get someone to pump pump up the local businesses now. Yeah, and on Tuesdays, you, you got to give them a line shift. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if restaurants start getting in on it if you get – if it's kind of like in semi-pro a certain number of points and everyone gets free tacos. Corn yeah. dogs, Jackie, corn dogs. Like, tacos, Jackie, tacos. You know, you never know. You never know what, what's out there. But, okay, that's taco. Let's talk about a guy that they brought in to help the team who I don't know if he's going to do that. I know – at least one of you kind of likes this trade. Dan, we'll start with you. This is Lowry Markkinen, the Finnish big man who just turned 24, signed a four-year $67 million deal with Chicago as part of a sign-in trade to come to the Cavs. Thoughts on this player? You asking me? Yes. Um, I'm going to do his big on him. Um, he, he loves his, his stretch bigs. I mean, I get it. Everybody does, but uh, – I don't know. I mean, with him, like when he, if he is healthy, he can be an impact player for you. I mean, no doubt about that. Um, can't create it for himself a little bit. I think that's kind of like underrated um, about him. Um, really, I think he's also kind of underappreciated in transition. I think he, he can really, like, really open lanes, like in secondary break situations for, for slashers. Um, and kind of a sneaky, good movement shooter as well. Um, so that, that'll be good. But again, defensively, just complete sieve and does not, not move at all laterally, just, just terrible in that way. Uh, but with him again, I just, I, the, uh, just objectively, he's, he's quite frankly made a glass and I just, I hope he can stay healthy because he can be a, a key player for you. Um, but I, I just really question if he can stay healthy because we just, we really haven't seen it in a while. And Dan, before I go to Amadou, Dan, in an ideal world, how many minutes a game would you see Lowry playing? Like this year, twenty-seven. 
I mean, I, I think with those him Mobley and, and Allen, I think they all could very well do play upwards of thirty minutes. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Okay, Amadou. The more I thought about it, the more I really like the trade. Um, obviously, everybody knows that the biggest problem with the Cavs was their was their shooting, dead last in attempts, or I think it was second last. Either way, we we were really bad at shooting, you know. So just to add that, that's always going to be a plus. Um, it felt good knowing that Larry Nance wanted to win so that the trade wasn't like, he wasn't blindsided by it, you know, that he knew about it. And um, I don't know. I mean, it just like, obviously Larry Nance was our biggest trade asset, our, our biggest piece. And it's, it's nice that the Cavs were able to acquire someone who not only fits the young core, but is locked up for long term. You know, if the Cavs were to trade Larry Nance, like a, a Terrence Ross would have been here for one or two seasons, already 30 years old. Or a TJ Warren with the same thing, except TJ Warren's 28. I don't know if that would have been a great move, but he had spacing. That's the biggest thing. But I like to call it Kristaps Porzingis syndrome, which is funny enough. He he's seven foot, but he he just doesn't play like a seven footer. Everybody knows this. He doesn't rebound the ball well. When he gets the, the ball in the paint, he doesn't use his 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 strength or his size to his to the best of his ability. And that worries me a bit, but who knows? Maybe in Cleveland, you know, that all changes. You know, now that he has some competition at his position, maybe he looks to, to play better, to work harder. I'm not sure. But, I mean, the one thing that he adds is spacing, and you can't complain, you know, with more spacing. No, that's fair. And you mentioned Tony Warren Jr. Today is TJ's 28th birthday. I hope he plays more oh. than two games this season. Yes, yes. You know, I, I saw a uh, tweet from NBA. There's been no Cavs birthdays in a couple of days. So, you know, just kind of pulling things out of my hat for for uh what for what the post but no yeah it's today I, I it's it's interesting they did go for marketing i mean i still would have been okay if they trade it i mean i didn't want to trade nance anyway i guess it, what's done is done but if i had to trade nance that it would have been for a guy not marketing though someone that's proven healthy and that can have an impact i mean i'm shocked they still haven't added a wing yet i, I don't understand how that hasn't been addressed they traded one of them in prince they didn't bring any new ones in. I mean, not that they need anyone. I mean, we got what? Windler, Osman, Okoro, Lamar. But I, I still think someone should be signed there, and we can get to that in a little bit. My thoughts on marketing are this, and you both guys both bring up good points. Yeah, I mean, Christos Porzingis syndrome is well said because he's huge. He's, he's a large man. But that doesn't mean he's going to play like it. That doesn't mean he's going to take yeah. it in and dunk on people. It doesn't mean he's going to average rebounds. Although I guess we haven't seen any like seven, two, three, four, seven, five guys dominate the glass before. Yao Ming's peak was, I think, 11 rebounds a game. But it's not even about grabbing rebounds, although he did have a career low five a game last season. Here's my issue with, with Lowry marketing is that injuries or whatever, I mean, guys get hurt. I think. It's not going to be every single year. I'm sure I'll have a couple of healthy seasons, especially now that he's coming in with a smaller role maybe than he had with the Bulls. Mm -hmm. But at career lows and everything, 13 points last year, sure, he shot well. He had a high three-point percentage. Everything else was bad. The attempts were down. And, I mean, he lost his starting job to Thad Young. No disrespect, Thad Young is a very highly sought-after player right now. He was amazing these last couple of years with the Bulls. But there's still no reason he should be taking a starting job from Lowry Marketing on a team not going to the playoffs. 
I mean, Billy Donovan's the best coach he's ever had. And he didn't even think he was fit to start when he came back from injury. I think that's very telling of the guy we might have just gotten our hands on. Um, I don't I feel like the Vucevic trade kind of messed with all of that, I guess. Like you said, when he came back from injury, the Bulls tried to make a win now move, which I don't think. Well, that was well they hard. put Tyson in at the five. That okay. was why. That okay. was why. All right. So. Um, it was like the four or five, but I mean, Vooch was, was more so a four when, yeah. when that was the case. That was why. I don't know if it was necessarily marketing, really. It was that young. Before, even before that trade, he was already coming off the bench. That just made it worse. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like just, after that trade, it, I feel like they were looking to ahead. move on from him. They were just looking to move yeah. on from him. Maybe a trade yeah. that happened at the deadline or something. I, I don't know. I feel like from that trade forward, they were, they were done with marketing, which – that may be bad. I don't know, but we'll, we'll just have to see. Well, it wasn't an, he wasn't an AK guy. It just yeah. seemed like the entire, I mean, from the outset of the beginning of the season, they, well, he also had the COVID protocol stuff, uh-huh. but that's too. But it, it, they just seemed like it was just going every which way and he wasn't going to be a long-term guy anyway. So yeah. whereas the year before, uh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was a slide back a little, but I mean, objectively, like, it's not like he didn't show anything and then he had the injury, but again, with him, I, I just question if when you have like X amount of injuries already and they're in your young and he, I mean, he's not really a guy that was necessarily, a, I mean, he can handle it in the mid post some, but not a lot, but like his finishing is actually good. It's just, he's, that's just not going to be a, like a huge part of his, his offensive like repertoire but in transition he's actually very good as a finisher like he actually will finish over people too yeah but i again i just i do quite like you gotta like to me i I really like i think he is a great selling point like the acquisition of him to play lamar a lot more because like if you supplement him and play him at the five and like lamar at the or or lamar at the three some or marking it at the five Wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not I mean, how. No, no, no. No, he's no. not going to be a rim protector anyway, but no, you have a yeah, guy but, like Lamar mm, guarding fours, it's fine. No, my only issue, so I, I, you're making a good I'm just, point. I'm just factoring in that when you are when you have him out there, you're not. it's not for defense. It's the no, no. And, and you're making some good points about, about getting minutes for Lamar. I know we, we both just did some, some words on him. We talked about this a couple of days ago. But I, for the Cavs to be successful, you need one of Mobley or Allen in for all 48 minutes of close games. There should be no other one or two, one of two of them at center. No, unless they're both in foul trouble, then they should not both be out of the game at the same time. There's no reason for that with this current roster setup. Like, yeah, marking in seven feet. I'd rather him play the three than the five. Personally. Well, to me, I mean, you, you can kind of, well, like offensively, yeah, sure. I'm just saying, like defensively, I, I like for quick spurts, like that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Short like, stretch. In, I, like I know he's seven feet, but I just yeah, I no, I, I, I yeah, I, I get it in that sense. I'm just saying, like in some four or five instances, you you push the pace and you put like a a guy that maybe like a not not necessarily a coro, but. A guy, either that or you put like 
Mobley at the five and him at the four and Lamar at the three, that sort of thing. That's just all I'm saying. Okay. All right. So that is Lowry Markinen. There is also a Spaniard who came to Cleveland. His name is Richard. No, it's Ricky. His last name is Rubio. He was on the Timberwolves twice. He played on the Suns. He played on the Jazz. He was a very short-time member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, just as long, if not longer, than Melo was a Hawk or Rashid was a Hawk or, you know, uh, Jeremy Lin was a Warrior. Right? What was that? Derrick Rose with the Jazz. Yes, Derrick Rose with the Jazz or, or Jared Sullinger with the Suns. Yes, Jared Sullinger. Or was it Mike Scott with the Suns? Anyway, it might be both. Regardless, though, you know, we got Ricky Rubio now and Amadou. I think that this is the best backup point guard besides Delhi the Cavs have had in a long time. Oh, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I just love what he brings. He's not going to take away shots from the young guys, uh, the young backcourt at that. And he's going to add playmaking. That's what we desperately need. And I mean, man, last year with Damian Dodson running point guard minutes to Jetty Osman at times, and even Matthew Delavilva was back, but he wasn't Matthew Delavilva of old. It, it was rough. So now to have a solidified backup point guard, I'm, I'm extremely happy. Yogi just got waved. I just saw that from Shams. Oh, man. Damn. Another old friend. He played two games with us. Dang. The Cavs said they, they were, or Chris Riddle reported that the Cavs were looking for a third you no know, guard. I mean, hey. oh. For a 14th, man. Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has familiarity, technically speaking, because he was around for such a short time. But I, yeah, I it, was, it was a cup of instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> instant coffee, almost like ramen. It's almost like ramen too, you know. It's like it's like college dorm room ramen. One minute you take it out, the next minute you're done with the entire package. This even after <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah. But all right, so Dan, what are your thoughts on uh, on Mr. Rubio now coming to Cleveland? Yeah, I, I'm with Amadou. I like what he brings. Uh, I, I get that it's an expiring guy, but I really do think that. It, it could work out well. And I think it could be a guy that you could maybe like look to keep around, maybe even kind of do like a little extension at some point. But um, I, I just think he's, he's kind of a leadership presence. I think having a guy like that could also, I, I know Zach's not really a Kevin Love guy and I'm not necessarily saying I am, but like those two, like our, one of our writers, Billy BB kind of touched on how those two, like in a bench, sense could be a nice kind of like two-man game um with some familiarity back in the day he's just a guy that i'm sure garland can really pick pick his brain um just i I understand that he's he's offensively a scoring sense not i mean you're not really relying on that but still a really good defender multi-positional and just an incredible passer um in every sense of the word so I, i like it and yeah two things on what you just said. The first, I actually had never even realized. I, it just didn't occur to me to, to think back to when they were teammates. I just totally forgot about that, that Love and Rubio were teammates for four years, might have been five years. And the second thing is this, Dan. Like, I'd love to see Ricky Rubio stick around, but my question for you right now, and then I'm going to do, I'd love to hear your mm-hmm. answer as well. Ricky Rubio has never made it out of the first round of the playoffs. He's 30 years cool. old. He, yep. He's been around, but I know that I want him to stay, but 
Dan, what kind of year will it take from the Cavs in order to try and entice him to stay? Because I'm sure he's okay being a mentor for this year and he'll embrace the yeah. situation. But what do they actually need to do as a team to be to be competent enough to get him to stay? Because I feel like we have a hard time convincing trade acquisitions to stick around after they come over. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. Um, I don't know. I just think it, it – what, what would this be, what? the year following would be what year 12. I, I just figure um, just could be a guy where I think if they were to be in the play and hunt and or make it, that would really be like huge. Um, I think that's kind of what it has to be. I'm not, I'm not saying that they will like at all, but I just think if they're in that kind of 33 ish area, like that's kind of the over under I'm like, I think that's, kind of what they is I think that I don't think that's unrealistic I think that's kind of in that way and, and if he actually does have a role like if it's like an like to me I, I figure it's like an 18 minute like 19 minute role I think that's reasonable because I think he could play with like kind of spell like with sex land like here and there um, I, I don't think that if he really actually does genuinely enjoy his time here the Cavs are, are playing hard like I, I just think like being around like such a, like a, a nice crop of young guys, including a, maybe like a budding star in Garland. I, I don't think, like, I, I think he could be convinced to stay. Amadou? Ah, man, this is going to sound, I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, but I truly see him as like a mid-season, like a deadline trade acquisition type piece. A lot I don't of people know. teams are. Yeah. I get it. I, I mean, get he's it. an expiring, like you just said, he may want to look to win. I think his value could be high then, you know, a team maybe, I don't know, on the cusp or a team wanted to really solidify that backup on guard position could do so. And maybe it's a chance for the Cavs to get young, younger as well. I'm not sure. But if he enjoys his time here and genuinely wants to stay, I'd be all for, you know, bringing back Rui. I mean, you're talking about a guy who can give you, you know, six, seven, eight, maybe even assists per game off the bench. Um, he's, he's nice at, you know, slowing the game, keeping the game at his own pace. Obviously, and that's that's going to be what you want out of a, out of a back or point guard at this stage, especially with our young duo. Like you said, uh, Dan, he can play with either one of our sex land duo guy type guys. I, you know, if if he wants to say yeah, but if a trade happens, I I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, the only thing, my only issue with what you just said, mm-hmm. and you guys have both made some great points, is that. I don't think the Cavs can go any younger. If they go any younger, I'm with that 100. <laughs> I'm looking at they, like they I mean, do not need to be younger. Yeah, you saw. Yeah. I, I I was looking through yesterday and saw all these under. Uh, I think uh-huh. they only have four guys over 26. It's Dotson, Love, Rubio. Actually, might be it. Well, I'm just thinking like with Rubio, I I get the expiring thing, but I don't think if he were to be dealt, it's like a, like like they they gotta stop selling. Like I'm just done with them selling. And that's what, that's what a guy that I, like it's a truly is an impact player I think, and he's such a good defender still. Like like I, I get it with Delhi. Like Delhi, I'm sure was like a, was a mentor. I'm not saying that he wasn't, but this guy has actually had like in I know the the playoff thing okay, but it's not like he was in tremendous situations by any stretch. That's and yeah, I'm it. just I saying like the guys. I, I mean, just you. you he is a truly like you can't teach the passing that he has and is a still a very good defender like really like junkyard dog level defender still and i'm just saying like 
I just I think behind the scenes or behind closed doors, like Garland and Sexton will actually really take a lot from Rubio from a mindset. And offensively, like he 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 truly throws guys open. Like it, it's just innate. You can't teach it. And he on like I like Delhi, but Delhi in transition is nothing. Like just never could do anything in that way. Like it was not a guy that's gonna make like gonna push pace down the floor. Rubio still does that. And they, if they dealt him in, in like a seller move in, uh, to me, like, when are you, when are you going to try to win at that point? I think it just depends on the season they're having, you know, if they're, well, yeah, like, but yeah, I mean, if they're but, close to the plan, I, I see keep, but like what, I mean, you said it yourself, like what's the, what's the draft pick they're going to get next year? Like yeah. what is a number 11 pick? I, I, and it's actually, that's going to be a good draft. That's again. true. Yeah. But how many, of these 19, year olds, 19 20 yeah. year olds like like you can only have so many yeah so that that's why that's why i'm thinking i agree and all right guys so we talked about the acquisitions so i'd like real quick uh, i'll i'll go to both of you i'm gonna do then dan you got taco on a non-guaranteed deal Cavs currently have mobley and allen who might be playing together Kind of like you have JJJ and JV. They used to do, I guess, in Memphis. Now JV is in New Orleans. But Dan, a free agent center, you would be cool with the Cavs giving a normal contract to. And then Amadou, and then we will say goodbye. Center? Oh, yeah. Which center would you like? If like Any free agent center out there, you'd be cool with the Cavs giving a contract to realistically. Is there anybody? If that's like off the top of your head. If there's no one, then that, that's okay, too. I mean, I was just gonna say, like, if they were—I mean, obviously not with Taco anymore. I just—I I was just big on heart. That'd be cool with them coming back. But I'm gonna do. I was gonna say hard too. No one else. Um, I mean, he's already familiar with the team. It, it just makes the most sense, I guess. Yeah, in that way. Yeah. Fair but nice. again, again, James Ennis, Garrison Matthews, like, just Wink. like. What what one of the two would could really be could really help? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you guys are not wrong. You know, we'll see what they wind up doing and who's out there. I'd be cool with a flyer on Aaron Baines if he turns out he's yeah, healthy enough to play. Maybe he's hurt right maybe. now. Uh, he, yeah, he, he can really, shoot. He can still shoot. Uh, what about Luke Cornett? I don't think he signed anywhere. Oh, oh. he can shoot. He can shoot. No, I do not want Luke Cornett. No, nobody. Nobody. Is, what, what is he? Nobody that is what. Okay, I'd be fine with Harry Giles, actually. I want oh, Harry Giles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's not. Yeah. Reg, Reggie Perry's listed as an actual center. I thought he was a small forward. He is listed as a center. All right, what about... What is he, 6'8"? Yeah, wait, who's yeah. Johnny Hamilton from the Atlanta Hawks? I think he's. I think he still have his rights, though. Oh, and then we got Amita he's, Barima. He's actually not bad. I, I, I like Amita Barima, but I I think... I Well, Justin said it on... One of the, I think, like, the last pot I was on. I think they... The Pacers still have his rights, I think. Oh, he's a, he's an unrestricted, it says. Okay. Well, so uh, I think he's still on it. Jordan Bell. Wait, Jordan Bell? Wait, fun fact. Jordan Bell and Dill Miller are the same age. Once Miller's birthday passes uh, in a couple weeks. How do you like that oh, for God. a fun fact? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Dylan. Dylan. We need Dylan to actually play. We really need him. Yeah. I think, I, I think if he's healthy... If he's healthy, I think he'll be fine. 
I think that his confidence will be up. I think that mm-hmm. the couple of the new guys they did get, and look, one thing I will say about Markkinen, he can still fire up the threes effectively. That's the only thing I like about him at all. And <laughs> I think that he, him and Windler, kind of like Windler and Dotson were tight last year, although Dotson is Mr. Brick. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you're a guard hey. in the NBA shooting that many bricks. I don't. So I want, yeah. I want marketing into him, marketing into Miller to shoot, do these shooting titles and the belt stuff. Get Dotson. Oh out. God, those so, things are the, those the most cringe stuff. I thought it was cringe. See, I was, I liked it. I liked the camaraderie, but like I. But it I was just like a spit in the face. Like he shot what, like twenty nine percent. That's what I'm saying. I would have liked it more if it like those were like hard. wide open a lot of them too, and yes. they would just literally be like, they wouldn't even hit the rim. Yeah, I yeah. So here's the thing. Ugh. As, as we wrap up here, guys, here's the most important thing. When a guy is struggling in, in a game and we're all tweeting our thoughts as the game has happened, we cannot say, oh, this guy's terrible. Oh, we have to cut this guy because then he's going to make like five in a row and management's going to see that and nothing's going to happen. I learned that the <laughs> hard way many times. So there's my tip for you guys and myself for this season. But Cab, Cab is still the king of Clank. To be clear, Wait, who? Sorry, I actually didn't Ke- catch Kevin Gelly. No, he's not. I thought I thought Delhi used to be oh, the king man. of Clank, and he's still my guy. But I thought he said Delhi was the king of Clank. No, it's no, it's Kevin Gelly. He was. He had more. How many? What did Delhi probably? Have, he, I don't know. Delhi well, at this point like, can't even. I mean, he just, he can't even. I mean, other than those floaters, like. I mean, he, he got rejected, in like, twice in a game by, like, Tyrese Maxey. Hey, hey, Tyrese Maxey is, is, is underratedly athletic. Well, I mean, defensively, what, what, what's there? I'm not going to say he's really a, a lockdown defender, though. All right, well, if you're getting rejected by Tyrese Maxey, that, that's, that's, you might want to hang him up. All right, well, here's my closing line, and we'll wrap up. Delavadova, NBL, MVP. Book it. I'd, I'd, I'd be pulling for it. All right. All right. I'm, I'm with it too. But Dan and Amadou, it was a pleasure, as always, talking Cleveland Cavaliers basketball with you both. And shout out to uh, Thon Maker playing in Israel, right? Yes. Thon Maker and Anthony it Bennett. Somebody, yeah, Anthony Bennett. Oh, Bennett. Too. Somebody else signed right. there too. Yep. Oh, yeah. God. Man, <sighs> that's a front court right there. Oh, hope they kill it, man. That is. Yeah. That Hopefully the thing they're killing is the game and they're not mm-hmm. killing uh, the money of their new contracts away from the stadium because <laughs> they're not playing good ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. It's been fun, guys. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, always. All right. So for Amadou Sal and Dan Gilinski, I am Zach Weiss. This has been the latest installment of Across the Cavs. This was episode 80, which means we are nine episodes away from the Lou Amundsen special and 20 <laughs> episodes away from 100. But until next time, I just wish a happy early birthday to Joe Harris, to all of the Joe haters tomorrow, an hour away from now, it's 11.01 Eastern time. To all the haters of Joe Harris, I will just wrap up the podcast with this. Say all you want, slander all you want. That man is going to be a starter. That man is going to help the Nets go farther than they've been in franchise history within the next two seasons. Do not judge one bad series against the production he's given in the last four years in Brooklyn, especially when you consider the upbringing he had in the NBA. It took him three seasons to even get into a rotation regularly. 
a massive injury. So stop the slander. Joe, happy birthday. Now 30, I believe. And just keep shooting the shots because the people that hop on social and talk to smack are not the ones shooting the shots. So oh, Joe Harris, will shoot for He's probably going to be shooting shots tonight, I bet. <laughs> I don't think. Not sure if he's married, but I mean. Uh, yeah, Joe Harris is not a, on social. Uh, Joe Harris has a social, but it's run by his sister. I can confirm oh, yeah. this from an Instagram live he did with Ian Eagle, who also doesn't have social, but he was doing it from the NBA account back when NBA used to go live. But anyway, mm. Joe Harris, keep shooting your shots. I don't. I would imagine Joe Harris does not take shots. I feel like he's not a, a, an alcohol guy. But you know what? If he is, good for you, Joe. Hope you take take twelve shots for number twelve for year thirty. But anyway. This is across the Cavs. Shout out Joe Harris. Shout out to Delhi, who has birthdays in three days. J.R. Smith has a birthday. And of course, Kevin Lovell still get a birthday shout out, but with a little less love. Anyway, peace out.